It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Well, hello and welcome to the Best Supporting After Show, in which we continue to clean out on all things Best Supporting Actresses, awards, uh, BSAs of the Week, and anything else we feel we need to discuss in an after show, because it's an after show, uh, and particularly, you know, some controversial opinions that I cannot wait to be disgusted by today. Um, I am still Colin. (laughs) And I am still Nick. And uh, if you listen to our recap of, and discussion, not really recap, but discussion of Benari yeah. uh, earlier this week, then you know that the bombshell was dropped <laughs> in, our, in our discussion of <laughs> nominations for Best Supporting Actress for, for an, uh, at the Oscars this year. Uh, as you may well know, I have been campaigning hard against Maria Bakalova. And uh, looks like I'm alone on this hill. So <laughs> without further ado, um, you've watched Borat. <laughs> I did watch Borat. Um, I, okay, so I feel like I'm like on, you know, in on the stand in court and you're just yeah. cross-examining me. You're oh, like, so yeah. Maria. So, um, yeah, where were you the night Maria was nominated? Yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, so in general, I want to talk about the movie first, and then I want Mm -hmm. to talk about Maria. I don't know what it was about this movie, but it was hitting everything that I, like, needed it to hit. It is, at its core, like, it's Borat. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, I laughed really hard at a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, I think Sasha Baron Cohen is, like, I don't want to say, like, I just like love that everything that happened in this movie happened and like that this type of movie movie even like exists. And it's very much like like the original, like the amount of times my jaw was like on the floor. I just could not believe some of the things that were happening, like him walking and like the like the period dance, like the father daughter dance at the the debutante ball. That that was probably my favorite moment. That's when I probably laughed the most. Um it is, and then like him dressed as like a KKK member going into that like Republic conve- mm-hmm. uh, Repu- uh, Republican convention was another moment. Her swallowing the baby, uh, I almost said the baby Jesus, but just that plastic baby and going into the doctor's office and just like a whole bit of like how, um, uh, you know, it, it was meant like the way that they phrase it. It was just like that he was the one who put the baby in her because he gave her the cupcake anyway. I laughed hard. I would totally watch this movie again, like in a heartbeat. I almost did watch it again yesterday because I loved it so much, which is crazy. And like not anything that I would have ever expected me to really latch onto, but I just really loved it. And I, I want to ask you that question. I'm assuming in general, like Maria Bakalova aside that you probably, you weren't, as big of a fan of the movie as you wanted, you know, uh, as you thought you would be. Is, am I correct in saying that? I think that's correct. I I think it was like, okay, like, I appreciate this. And, and you know, it's like, I'm not that I'm 
descending the hill I'm dying on, but like I do need to watch it again and kind of maybe see, oh, maybe I just wasn't in the mood that day. You know, uh, anything that happens, you know, in the last year is is do some reevaluation of like, okay, but where was your headspace at? You know, Um, I, I remember like appreciating everything that was happening, but I, I don't remember like any sort of like big belly laughs, you know? Yeah, like, is this, like, borderline sort of, um, you know, like, jackass territory mm. sort of stuff? You know, like, MTV sort of prank show That's a That's energy? a great question. Yeah. Yes, uh, like, mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I do think it's smarter than that just because of, I don't know, I almost said, like, the prestige of Sasha Baron Cohen. But, like, I do think it's, like... I feel like that they got, like they hired like the people from like the Daily Show to help write it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I feel like they it has a more of like a liberal push and a little bit of an ad- agenda to like shine a light on Republicans and like uh, people who voted for Donald Trump at the same time and just like their attitude towards like uh, immigrants. I say, but most almost everyone is pretty receptive to Borat and mm-hmm. and the daughter too. Like so, I shouldn't even say it like that, but. I'm I'm fully aware of like what this movie is and also um that it's you know it doesn't it doesn't fit you know like there's like the father there's like notes on a scandal <laughs> and then there's Borat and then like there's Borat. which one of these does not belong but I also I just really liked this movie I I I I don't really know why um Maybe I wanted to like it just for the sake of like having this conversation. Maybe that was the push, like that's just to like say that I have one person who loathed it (laughs) and one person who really loved it and then try to find some common ground. But I, I do understand. I understand because even uh, my friend Jamie, who you met when you were in Pittsburgh too, Mm -hmm. like she lives for these types of movies too. And she watched it and she was like, eh. And I told her that Maria Bakalova was nominated for an Oscar. And she's like, what? Like, she <laughs> she like, she was like, I did not get any sort of, like, hint that that could have possibly happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I feel very validated right now. Said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I knew that Jamie was good. Yeah, I knew um, I liked that girl. <laughs> <laughs> so this brings us to Maria. Yes. Um, Okay, I just want to say off the bat, she is not my vote to win the Oscar. She's not like we almost had to anything... just cancel this whole podcast. <laughs> Boy, we were on a we were just on a tipping point right there, and you saved yes, it. Yeah. a solo show from yeah, now on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think that much like my sort of I don't want a theory or a hypothesis, whatever you want to call it, in in our main episode this week, I feel like this best support this batch of best supporting actresses this year are kind of like the sum of its parts i think that like they all sort of make one there's not a front runner for me and mm-hmm. i i still the only thing i have yet to do is finish mank so yeah. I mean, but i think at this point too it it, it it's so interesting to me amanda seyfried's like career um or not career um but her oscar season this year has been kind of in the background but like i don't know it's like i is it just sort of like that um i feel like the that mank is sort of like the irishman this year it's just like there's a lot of prestige <laughs> yep it's nominated for a lot and might not win anything who yeah. knows um i know that's such a good point that there's certain movies where it's like they get a ton of nominations but like there's just no it it's like oh yeah it was a you know a technically great you know well-made movie but like is it 
I don't know. Like that's the Irishman is a great example of a movie. Where like, yeah, but like, is anyone excited by this? Is anyone rooting for it? You know? Yeah, because I've heard every single person who I know that has watched it has just been like, Ugh. yeah. And granted, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are just gay men and women, so there's that. So it's like I'm leaving out that demographic <laughs> of straight men that love. I mean, I love David Fincher movies. Some I'm I'm often I keep having having to remind myself that David Fincher. Um, directed this uh, mm-hmm. because it just doesn't seem like something that would be in his canon it's like but fine you know um yeah mank is mank is fine yeah too many men that's what too I many said. men that's yeah. what it should be called too many too many mank yeah, yeah. Men. Uh, they God. really put the man in mank that was don't terrible. they <laughs> yes yes there we go you made it better thank you um but maria okay so um it's a comedic performance and it is a committed comedic performance. And I know, like I talked to Amanda about this too, about like the, the sort of improv of it all. I think like the commitment is probably what's like driving my, um, my choice to like this performance as opposed to just like, say like, why are we even paying attention to this? But she made me laugh. I'm like, she just makes me laugh. Right. But I, is look, it's like, there is nothing about that. Like, I, I try to think of, um, you know, like comedic performances that have been nominated in the past. And there just aren't a lot of them. Uh, the first one, as always, is Melissa McCarthy. Yep. I can think of like, um, was it Madeline Kahn in, um, was it Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein? I think Madeline Kahn was actually, she was nominated for Blazing Saddles, but also, I think, for Paper Moon. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and yeah, there's been some, certainly. Yes. Do I think she should have been nominated? My my first instinct is no, to be honest. But did I like this movie and did I like her in it? Yeah, I did. I really did. I think that there's something to be said for it. I think that, like, her and Sasha Baron Cohen made a really great team. I like the journey, like, throughout all of it, even though it is completely ridiculous, you know, the movie itself, that, like, there is a connection and a sort of relationship that developed through it all. Like, is it, like, it's not going to be the other types of performances and the other types of movies because it just isn't. It it Mm -hmm. is, like, so far left. It's, like, if they made Jackass the movie and, you know, there was a girl in it that, like, they're nominating her for this, you know, for something. Um... I also feel that this could be the start of something for her. And I would, I, I think this is where I like left her at the end of the movie. I said, okay, fine. You, you got nominated. There's nothing we can do to change it. Is it like very unexpected and unusual? Yeah. But am I happy that more comedic performances are getting nominated? Yeah. I'm happy that that's continuing that sort of through line of, um, representation for comedic roles, especially supporting roles, because how many others, like, if she can win, which she might very well win, like, why didn't Melissa McCarthy win? You know, mm-hmm. I, it's as far as like, <sighs> for that. But we said last week too, the Melissa like paved the way and like Madeline Kahn paved the way for Melissa. It just goes back and back and back. But I would love to see Maria Bakalova do something very serious after this and see how that sort of plays out. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think if she wasn't nominated, I, I wouldn't even, I'd be like, oh yeah, she was really funny in it. But it's like now that she's being elevated to like, oh, you know, potentially winning an Oscar for it. I'm like, wait a minute. Excuse me. Remember that time Yoo Jung Yoon just sat at the kitchen table and emoted for four seconds? (laughs) 
Yes. Remember when Olivia yeah. Coleman, like, you know, wiped shoulder away, acted. shoulder acted and like chewed her tears? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I have to rewatch it, obviously. I have to, I feel like yeah. I need to go back to it and revisit it again and just keep an open mind or have a very specific point of view of like Oscar nominated performance. But I hear what you're saying. It's like I also really like Melissa McCarthy being nominated for an Oscar is like one of my favorite nominations. You know, like I yes. I just love the that recognition of like, yeah, that really was like such a BSA kind of role. Um, and so in that respect, I, I can agree that there is an excitement around the fact that a role like this in a movie like this can get recognized by the Oscars, you know, because traditionally it is, you know, the Olivia Colmans and the Glenn Closes and occasionally the Yu Jung Yoons of the world that, you know, that get these nominations um, or those kind of performances. So it at least makes the Oscars more interesting. Um, I think that is also kind of the expectation from best actor or best supporting actor and best supporting actress is like, oh, you could really like the kinds of roles and the kinds of characters and the types of actors that get recognized in these performances. Like it's, there is that kind of like wild card of like, oh, like it's kind of why we do this podcast is like the best supporting actress is just to me more interesting because I think it's so much more nuanced in terms of like the kinds of roles that get nominated than what we expect from like best actress, you know, like best actress, there's such yeah. a prestige to it, you know, um, whereas like this, this category, it's like, yeah, I, I want there to be some surprises. I guess I just didn't want yeah. this surprise. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And I do I do acknowledge that. I think that like there's so much like cognitive dissonance that this performance out of all those other women could win. And yeah. because it's it's just it, even saying the name Borat, yeah, like, it does feel like it shouldn't be invited to the party. But why not? Right. But also, it's kind of like, it's like there should be. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's kind of like, didn't like Eminem win like best song for 8 Mile and like Barbara Streisand yes. had a like uh, present at the Oscars? It's like a moment like that. Of yes. Like, okay. That's, this is a combination I never planned on. Um, yeah. But maybe that's, you know, I mean, I think that that's kind of a, a running theme with award season and, and who's voting and Hollywood Ford and press and whatnot of like, you know, and, and looking at the BAFTAs is like, well, maybe we are ready for a change in terms of like what we categorize as Oscar nominated or Oscar worthy performances. Like maybe maybe we do need to evolve on who gets recognized or what kinds of performances are valid, you know, quote unquote for an award. Um, so like I can also see that side of it of like, well, how many more years do we want to have like another, you know, Oscar ceremony of like prestige white acting performances um, yeah. getting nominated, you know? And like, so yeah, maybe I didn't think Maria Bakalova should be nominated, but do I think we should be expanding the scope of the types of movies and types of performances? Yes. And so I, there is, there is a validity to that. Um, and it's like, if Maria were to win, it's like, okay, I'll try to see this as like paving the way, you know? Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, it's like, I think we should start preparing ourselves for that. But mm -hmm. also, with that being said, I have no idea. Like, I, I tried to, like, I was like, oh, maybe, it, like, wouldn't it be crazy if it was Glenn? But what if, like, right? no one expects Olivia Coleman and then she just wins? You know, like, there's so much to be... It's like we have all the facts and none of the facts at the same time because we just don't know what they're... What's the story here? Mm -hmm. What is the narrative behind... 
this year's best supporting actress winner. It is uh it's keeping us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it, but I think, you know, much like last year with Laura Dern where it's like, "Ugh, I just want I want one year of us doing this podcast where the best supporting actress race is just hot and just exciting <laughs> and full of performances we love." Like I just <clears throat> You know, for God's sake, you know, we start this podcast and then the last two years of nominations are like, well, okay, whatever. Um, Whereas like, (laughs) you know, it's like, yeah, whereas like you look at Best Actress and it's like, now that's an exciting race, you know, like now that's now now we've got, you know, some contenders here. Um, So I guess that's, you know, I'm being wildly selfish and fully centered around our little podcast of like, but give us something exciting to talk about, you know. Yeah, like what I, you know, once the Oscars are over, like wouldn't we have loved to do, to do like a scene, you know, a whole episode dedicated to Ellen Burstyn and Pieces of a Woman, you know, uh, like that's... Well, we did. That's heaven. We did. I know. And we did. So it's like, yeah. I know, right? Um, it's but, also but as a nominated performance. To like, revisit, yes. Mm-hmm. To just like go further. But... It's funny that the person, that, I mean, I guess Amanda Seyfried is in this category too, but like the two supporting actresses that we didn't talk about could potentially win. Um, so it's, I mean, I don't think Amanda Seyfried could, but I don't know. Like I say that and I have no idea, but I, I mm-hmm. do think everything that we just talked about aside, like uh, having a seat at the table and like uh, sort of shining a light on comedic performances, like within that, you still have to bring it. You still mm-hmm. have to give me like, I think with Melissa McCarthy, it is like the best sort of example of that because she gets to have, you know, slapping Annie on the couch, you know what right, I mean? Right, They have um, that scene towards the that's end. That's the moment. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is, that's sort of what propelled her. Like without that, I wonder what that, would she have got the nomination or would it just been like a Golden Globes sort of thing? And mm-hmm. Borat is like quintessential Golden Globes fodder. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what I have just liked to see Maria win the... Um, the Golden Globe and then save the prestige for the Oscars of course um, right but then again is that is that also like changing is it time to change that narrative you know where uh, yeah it um, isn't just reserved for that because I could see in a world it's funny as you talk about it, I think oh you know in that narrative you see like Maria winning the Golden Globe and then Jodie Foster winning for the Mauritanian you know or like yeah, um, exactly yeah because I, I I think the reality is I will probably be most shocked if Glenn wins. I think that's what it's coming down to. I think to. so, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, even think she expects to win. I don't think so, either. But going back to Maria, it's like, if you think of this, like, taking the name Borat out of the equation and just describing what her character does in this movie. Like, she starts out, like, she has a complete transformation, both physically and sort of internally, I guess. It's like recognizing her own worth within like in America and also coming to the realization that she can do much more than she thought she could <laughs> by living in Kazakhstan. Like it's, mm-hmm. it, and it still sounds like silly, even me saying that, but like, I'm just trying to look at it on paper. Like if this was like an Oscar type, if this was not a comedy and this was a drama, she could very well win. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's well, just like, yeah. Cause yeah, Borat on. has a lot of like set pieces, you know? And I think that's yes. like, you know, that's always kind of ripe for, for nomination. So it's like Maria, I mean, I think what I, and, I, and again, I need to rewatch the movie, but I feel like Maria interviewing Rudy Giuliani, like, I feel like that's part of why she's getting nominated is like, I can't like, she was a part of one of the most like viral moments in movies in 2020. And like, 
there was something about all of that that I think was such a fucking phenomenon and that she helped orchestrate and helped facilitate that like I also see that you know I, I, I see that reason to nominate is like the the impact I guess of that role yeah yes um, and even like these it's sort of like the nomad land of it all. Like these people that were just high, like her name is Janice Jones and she was the babysitter. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. Yes. And like to even get that moment of like them, the two of them in the car and her just having that conversation. And I think there's just something really cool about the fact that like, Janice had no idea that Maria was playing a character mm-hmm. and that Maria is was able to just go with it. That's what I'm I'm really fascinated by the whole filming of this. I don't know like yes, they know that they're in a movie, they know there are cameras there. Like when Borat was like in that house with those two men during quarantine, like mm-hmm. how, what do they tell these people? You know what I mean? Is it a, is it a documentary? I just don't know the process. Yeah, I mean, that is the interesting, that that would be worth kind of learning more about is like, you know, especially if he's playing Borat, where it's kind of like everybody's kind of, Borat kind of reached all audiences, like everybody was familiar with him. It's not like when Sasha Baron Cohen was doing like the Ali G show, where it's like, okay, like, you know, maybe not everyone's familiar with that character, but like, the original yeah. Borat was huge. And I feel like it wasn't just also like a something that just like, you know, coastal elite liberals were watching. Like everybody saw Borat. Everybody knew, everybody at least recognized the guy in that little like, you know, neon green bikini, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I think that is kind of the weird thing about Borat too is like, do these people not know? Like, do they not recognize him? And and to that point, yeah, I think Maria, I feel like the, her participation in, in creating that world yeah, I I see I see the work, and I think that's what it comes down to as well. When I talk about like, you know, it, it comes down to like seeing an actor work and seeing someone like yeah, because I think you know with Yoo Jung Yoon and Minari, it was like that last scene. I was like, oh my god, this is acting with a capital A. Like she is. Yes, I think that's what I loved about her performance in that movie was I could really f- see the work that she was doing. You know, and I think, mm-hmm. um, and and so maybe I. And maybe so I am willing to say that maybe I need to change my lens of what it means to watch an actor do the work and like isn't Maria doing work as well you know like maybe part of it is I need to like watch some interviews with like the real Maria Bakalova and then see what this transformation is you know yes I I think that helped me too like I I want to know more about her I I think I'd like to see her in something else Mm -hmm. um you know to see her in something like really dramatic would be really cool or if there was something really dramatic that she was in before this as like a point of comparison um but yeah I mean I also with all this being said like I do see your side of the coin as well and I, I I do agree with it and I think that there is I guess it's just like really trying to reprogram myself because maybe this just came really easy to her. And that's like Mm -hmm. also a form of like, you didn't see her working as hard because she's just that good. But is it, you know, like it's, is it, is that hard to believe or is that like, I don't know. Is she just like a really great comedic actress that like, she's like, no, I, I have this. And like, because I feel like there's a lot of freedom in playing these roles like Borat and, um, Tutar, I think that was her name, mm-hmm. is just, um, you can kind of do whatever you want. It's like this, like, 
key to the city, so to speak, because you just go along with it. It's the ultimate like long form improv scene too. Mm-hmm. But there is a script, which I I don't even know how they write a script for this type of movie. Yeah, there's just a lot of questions I have. Um, but um, all in all, I liked her a lot. She doesn't have my vote, but I would be okay with her winning. Okay. I mean, I, you know, my, you know, we're uh, not canceled. That's so I, I respect sure, the opinion. Yeah. I think my assignment is to rewatch Borat and to come back with some informed opinions and, or maybe to come back and be like, no, I am galvanized. I am correct. <laughs> I am ready to take the crown. Yeah. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see. But I, um, and that's fine. That's yeah. also fine too. But I, I'm um, glad that you watched it and are bringing a different perspective because if it was, I, I, I appreciate, you know, at least being given a different lens to see her performance through. Yeah, I'd want to read like some sort of like op-ed about like Maria Bakalova's performance in as like does that exist somewhere? You know, like mm-hmm. I actually looked for podcast episodes about it, but I couldn't really find anything that I really loved or, you know, it was just slim pickings, I guess. But I would love to see because I how did this buzz start and mm-hmm. what what got her to this point? Like I feel like there are a couple podcasts like that have like certain one-off episodes, like how did she win it or something like mm-hmm. that? I can't remember what, po- and then they just kind of retrace the steps of like what happened that year, what was important, what was the narrative, what was the theme of, you know, and why they yeah. were at the right place at the right time. Is it just one of those crazy things? So the, uh, the discussion continues. Yeah, it continues. I, you know, uh, stay tuned. I may evolve on this. Um, but uh, it, I mean, at the very least it, we're intrigued now about this performance. So I guess it's at least got value to it in that respect, right? Like we're talking about it where there's something to dig into here. So I respect that. Yeah. I know. Probably watch it again because I loved it. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Which is, I know it's, it's psycho. I know it's crazy, but I, I I really loved it. We're going to end up having a Maria episode. I can, I can see it in the, in the episode list. I can see it. It's, uh, yeah. And maybe that is the ultimate, you know, uh, dec- decision is we need to just have an episode and just talk about it yeah all right that might be one of that might be Possible. coming up soon Possibly. folks yeah uh, look, let us behind the curtain um <laughs> well uh you know other that that was pretty much the i uh, the big topic i wanted to cover other than our bsa's yeah. of the week was there anything else you wanted to discuss before we get to that no i didn't really watch anything else of note this week so um that's all i got yeah i um I started Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and I was like, started, "Oh, okay. okay. Oh, oh, it's okay. This is. Um, I gotta like. Pay, I gotta pay attention. I gotta settle in. And yeah. like, uh, I, so far watching it, I was like, well, maybe we should call this movie Ma Rainey's Barely in It because I was just like, where, <laughs> where is Viola? Yes, uh, yes. And then, I agree with that. And then I, I saw in the trivia she's in like twenty six minutes of the movie. And that was disconcerting. Yeah. I was like, well, this movie isn't 27 minutes long, so that's a problem. Um, so, yes. But, I mean, Chadwick Boseman, I, I, the sense I get is that I, from what I've seen, I've barely seen his performance. Like, he goes much further, but he's fantastic. I mean, it is his movie. Yeah. I think that is so true. Is like, this is more his movie than Viola's movie, I think. Or I'm sensing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, stay tuned on that. Um, 
Well, then let's get to BSA of the Week. BSA of the Week, of course, is uh, when we queen out on a food or a song or a performance or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives this week. Um, so what do, you, what do you got? I got one nomination, and this has been on my list, in my head at least, but never out of my mouth for like the ever since we started the Best Supporting After Show one of my bsas a nomination is the new theme song for the best supporting after show made by colin drucker oh my God. i meant to queen out on it the first time uh we did it and then i never did so i'm doing it now i'm like uh. five weeks later um it is a masterpiece i really do think that i i can imagine the you know the selection process I feel like even within that, it's like, does this flow well into the other one? I want some contrast here. And just to end on Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Peacock, it's beginning with It's Just Too Much and ending with Eileen Brennan's, you know, uh, My This Soup's Delicious speech is just... Uh, it's perfect. Oh, thank you. It's, I mean, you know, it's, yes, there was, there was very much a selection process and like trying to find the flow. Like I rearranged it multiple times. There were some clips where I was like, oh, I'm going to have to take that one out. That one's not going to fit. Yeah. Um, or like there was one, uh, I think I wanted to, I think at some point I wanted to include, I think it was like maybe Julianne Moore in the hours of her saying, I'm terrified. Oh, um, yes. But yes. there was music playing during that scene. So it was, oh, yeah. it was all that. And it's like, I wanted to get that Tova Feldshut in there because I'm just always championing that. That was good. That, that was a good scene. one. Yes. Um, you know, and of course the Eileen Heckard of it all. But thank you. Not now that I'm just like, you know, Jay Owen in the mirror <laughs> over here. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, uh, I appreciate the recognition. It is, it is so fun. Like I was gonna say, what a great project! To yeah, just, like, sit down, to take just, a Saturday afternoon, yeah. right? Like whenever, like you know that the the TikTok, you know, uh, Mammoth Films, uh, you know, yes. channel that we love, and like any other sort of you know um, sort of compilation or curation account on Instagram or whatever. I just think, oh, it is so like what a fun project to sit down and say, okay, I'm gonna compile. 10 moments of talking through tears and to just start going, yes. blah, 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 go through the Rolodex and try to find them. That's the sound of me going through my Rolodex. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but, um, I, it, it was really, really fun. And I was like, you know, I would love to do this. I, if I could, if I could have a living just doing anything related to this content in this category, I, I could be just fine. So, oh, yes. um, so thank you. Thank well you for done. that. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any nominations, or do you just have your BSA of the week? Um, you know, I I actually, I realized, as I was saying that, that I do have a nomination that's kind of related to what I was yeah. saying. It's an Instagram account that I found. Um, so there's there's two. There's one that's a little bit larger and one that's a little bit smaller. Um, but uh, the one that I think is, is starting to gain in popularity, and maybe you, I don't know who told me about them or how they came into my life, but it's Camp Orama. I think it's like camp.o.rama. Um, but, and it's just a lot of like, just sort of clips from like old movies and like, you know, just lots of, it's all dedicated to just like campy shit, like stuff that we would love. Um, and they're, I think they're definitely worth following. But the smaller account that I, uh, I want to recommend, and I'm pretty sure that one of our listeners, I think the previously mentioned Chantal recommended this to me. Um, okay. There are people out there who just completely get what we're doing and completely are on the same page. And it is just mm. like, 
it is such a nice it is so it's such an exciting feeling of like you don't feel like you're just screaming into a well there's people who are like no no no, i completely get what you're queening out on um and and here's something i think you'd love and so she had uh brought this account to my attention and it's called the pop vulture um i think it's like the underscore pop underscore vulture and it is so like it's mostly like these little kind of like minute or less clips from a lot of movies and performances I had never even heard of, but like such specific nuanced choices. Just looking at these like screen grabs. Oh Oh, God. Like, so when I, the first time I I saw this account, I was just like, I think I, I, written back to Chantal I was like this is like Christmas morning I am just scrolling like I'm in heaven I can't stop watching this yes um and and it becomes I mean it is the I've queened out about cataloging probably on this podcast and in the details and all right Mary it's just like the it's the topic that I'm probably most passionate about is cataloging as like an actrosexual and this account is such classic cataloging and also like helping enrich my catalog of like oh I don't even know about this movie oh yeah I wanted to see this um and it just, you know, Johnny and I on All Right Mary have talked a lot about, you know, the trouble with social media and just like frustration, yeah. frustrations with social media, and especially Twitter. Twitter is just garbage um, in terms yeah. of just the culture there and just the outrage culture. But uh, there are ways to kind of curate, you know, what kind of content you want to see. And I, I feel like Instagram, I'm, I'm finally figuring out how to create an Instagram I actually want to go on to. And it's because of accounts like this. So, um, yes. so the pop vulture is very much my um, my nominee. Uh, it's so good, and just uh, it makes me realize, like, as much as I think, like, oh, I've got a I've got a pretty good catalog of, of references and lady actresses in my brain. It's so exciting to know that. Oh my god, there's so many that I don't know anything about. And um, yes, yes. And it's giving you like a sample of like you know we we do this all the time. We're like oh god, you have to see this movie. You got to see this performance. And it's like okay, I'll put it on the list. But like, it's another thing to be like here. Here is a sample of what I'm telling you like that you're gonna love. And that changes everything. You're like oh, I really do want to see this now. You know, it's not just what I thought yes. it was in my head. You know. Um, so it's like microdosing with BSAs. Oh my god! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it is. It's microdosing with BSAs. I love that. Yes. Um, so that's my nominee. Um, Great. I I subscribed to both of them, or followed both of them. Excuse me. Oh, I think yeah. I think you're gonna love them. Um, and of Great. course, thank you, Chantal, for recommending that. I'm yeah. uh, I'm swooning. So, um, so who's your BSA of the week? My BSA of the week is Alan S. Kim's Critics' Choice <laughs> Award acceptance speech. Of course, of course. And this happened last week, and I, um, I remember seeing it. I, I cannot not cry when I watch it. I, I texted it to you, and you had already seen it, and I, but I, I wanted you to see it after mm-hmm. you saw Minari, just to kind of, you know, get it, fall in love with him, and then fall in love with him even more. But of course, you know, it was kind of sweeping the nation last week too. But I just, he reminds me of Keon's nephew, uh, Cameron. So there's just like a lot of like, just love already. And the kid is this, I just, I can't get over how like professional he was and how like he just kind of broke down. And then like the pinching of the cheeks, is this really, is this really happening? Is this a dream? And him saying like, I hope to be in more movies. Oh it yeah. Is, be, I, I just, I love him. My heart explodes every time. And I, I cry every time I watch them. Uh, just imagine like being his parents. Like I would just like want to 
squeeze him until he bursts right after, after that right? video yeah oh, he's i know i so love that it, cute. i love that it was a little like reference to minari the like you know just pinch your cheeks and say is this real am i in a dream i know i love yes. that oh it was like that is um that's gets good branding satisfying. yeah yes yeah for real for real um i just love alan s kim and um everything he is i want to just hang out with him um so that's my BSA of the week. I support that. I th- a week late, but yeah. it's still there. Yeah. Um, no, that's great. I uh, I I do hope to see him in more. He's a great little actor. So I'm, you know, yeah. I support that. Um, little cowboy boots. Oh, the little <laughs> boots. Yeah. Uh, my BSA of the week is a little left of center, or you know, not my usual content. Yeah. But I have been sucked into. <gasps> Jersey Shore. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh my. I so I did an episode with uh Justine who's done a lot of episodes with Amanda and Jody yes. in their podcast and I did an episode on her podcast um did I make that up? Uh it was like the season 2 finale of Jersey Shore. And like before this I was like familiar with Jersey Shore. Um I had been to the Jersey Shore so like I knew the real Jersey Shore. I grew up in New Jersey so I was like you know immediately there's some affinity or at least some interest, but um, I I don't think I'd ever really watched like a full episode and had really kind of written it off. And like, let me just say from the beginning, this is trash television. These people are garbage, like from a certain lens. It is also fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And so we did this episode. I got sucked in. Then I bought season three. I binge season three it was like well i could watch my rainy's black bottom or i could watch another episode of jersey shore and that was where my (laughs) life was the past couple days and uh it is i mean i could go on and on have you have you ever watched the jersey shore what's your familiarity yeah um i'm actually on deck to record an episode with justine she also reached out to me too so i'm super excited to do that oh good Um, yeah um i I'm definitely not anywhere near like the Amanda Kaczynski level of like love or just like admiration and just knowledge, but I can keep up for sure. Like I know all the characters, I know the moments that everyone talks about, but I I also really loved it a lot when it was on. I didn't watch it religiously, but I watched it enough and I'm I'm excited to be on the podcast too. Oh, I can't wait um, to hear so that. So I I approve I approve this message and I I will say if this I feel I'm just going to put this out in the universe that maybe, just maybe, that Jersey Shore could be like a gateway drug to the Real Housewives of New York. Maybe. I don't know. I'm backing away from the mic as I say that. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I, I've been wondering what is going to bring me into the world of the Housewives because it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I feel yeah. like New York. I mean, like I've seen some episodes of New Jersey and enjoy them sure. like i certainly see the appeal um it it's very possible i think it is very possible that we it, we are now in that territory where it's like well if you like this you might like that and it's it's all a way of watching it right like it's like i think that's you know like johnny and i talked about this on like our one of our like matron episodes recently and it was like it's like you have to like let go of the lens of like oh it's problematic. Let that go. Of course it is. Of mm-hmm. course it is. No mm-hmm. one's not saying. No one is saying it isn't. You know, move away from that lens and pull back and watch this as something that's not real. You know, and yeah. like watch this as and because a lot of it isn't. You know, and 
the ways in which they're all doing this kind of drag and the way in which it's also kind of this weird like glimpse into like a very performative version of something that is actually there are people like this like this is yes. not it, it's based mm-hmm. in some level of reality and they've turned up the volume and yes. on top of all of that i think what what i found fascinating about jersey shore is how absolutely miserable that experience is to film jersey shore like they are crammed into that house no one has any yeah. privacy there's eight of them with two bathrooms and they are Oof. drinking every night they are like yep. they are gym tan laundry gym tan laundry and then you know, uh, you know, off to karma or Aztec, you know. Um, yes. And yes. and that is, of course, you know, I think one of now, you know, a, a leading question is like, do you prefer Aztec or karma? You know, like, <laughs> are you an Aztec person yeah. or a karma person? Uh, I've never been to either, but I've, I've seen them go to both. Uh, it's, you know, so there's like, there's all that there, you know, they're not, they don't have any phones. They, they don't watch any TV. They can't listen to any music. Um there's so many scenes where like the lights are always on. Like I like lower lighting in my house. I don't like any overhead yes, lights on. Same. Like a couple, I do not like right lamps no. and indirect light. They have overhead lights on at all hours, and Ugh. that alone I think is is probably my biggest turnoff. Like the bathroom situation, it's like whatever. I'll just go to Wendy's. But like this, you know, like this is a problem yeah, and a crime, uh, an absolute crime. And just oh my god, the amount of drinking, like it it alternately makes me want to drink more and drink less. You know, like I don't drink that much these days. Yes, and that's so, an interesting, yeah. You know, but it's just like, oh, it does kind of make you like, ooh, I want to drink. But it's like, ugh, I do not want to do that. Like I don't I don't want to participate in any of their life, you know? Oh, yeah. I have indigestion like after the first glass of wine yeah, these days. Yeah, right. It's like I could not handle any Ron Ron juice, you know? Um, Ron Ron juice. Ron Ron juice. <laughs> and like Sammy and Ron, oh my God, these guys. Guys, like it's just, these guys. <laughs> it's so I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed, and like I finished season three. I I had only seen that one episode of season two in Miami. I I think I prefer them on the Jersey Shore. Like Amanda was saying, oh, yes. you, wait till you see them in Italy. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I want to see them in Jersey. Oof, yeah, you know. Uh, so I'm kind of like I might I might either go back to season one so I can see Angelina. And find out what that's about. Or... Oh, Angelina. Yeah. But I love the Dina era. Like when Dina gets on the show and her and Snooki running around, like that's Dina. Also great. Yeah. Dina is you, so you can yeah. She's so yeah. authentically Jersey. Like that the thing about Dina, I'm like, that is the most real Jersey on this show. <laughs> she I went to school with Dina, basically. I know yes, who Dina yes. is. Um like D- the funny thing about Dina is like her at like twenty two years old on Jersey Shore like reminds me of like the mother of kids I went to school with. They were, they looked like her. They talked like her. Yes. Just like her. Oh God. You know? Yes. She's catnip really. Yes. Yes. So there's that of like, Oh, I know Dina. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, that's, that's my obsession these days is Jersey shore. I, um, I think it's just been also kind of like, you know, a nice, like I can, I love to queen out on prestige pictures and Minari and take it all very seriously and watch actors work. But I think my brain mm-hmm. is also like, this is fun too, where we don't have to take any of it seriously, you know? Yes. Yes. And that's, that's kind of 
my opinion on Housewives too. I feel like Housewives is like gay mecca. Like at mm-hmm. some point you're gonna have to make the pilgrimage uh, and, no. <laughs> and, and choose one of one of the franchises. I feel that New York is just often the most suggested mm-hmm. um, and one of the most popular for sure. But Jersey, I mean, if Jersey is your Housewives of choice, then I support it. I'll watch yeah. it too. I, you know, I, I think gentle listeners out there, you know what we like, you know what we're interested in. Like, should I invest in Jersey? Should I start with New York? Is there another location I'm not considering? Like, should I be going yeah. right to Atlanta? I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's like, and then you go down the rabbit hole because if you finish one, you start a next one. Right. But, um, and all of them have so many I'm, seasons. It's just so yes. much. Yeah. It is a lot. It is a lot. But, um... Yeah, just throwing that out there for you. Okay. But um, I'm I'm thrilled that you are back in the world of Jersey Shore. It makes me want to watch it. Is it available on like MTV.com or like Paramount Plus? Like how it's, how do you get those? It's probably on MTV.com, but I, I assume okay. the commercial breaks would be insufferable. So I paid for it on Amazon. I, I no, spent fine. Like 12 yeah, bucks. Should. It was worth it. Like it's also like now, like if I just want to put something on in the background, like – I yeah. can do that. And like, this is very easy and familiar. So, yes. um, Jersey Shore, you know, going in. Cabs are here, you know. Uh, like <laughs> oh, no, God. Nothing I know. gives me more anxiety than cabs are here. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, anything else before we wrap things up? No, I feel great. I feel good. All right. Uh, well, as per usual, it's the after show, so we don't get played off. We leave whenever we want to. So, um, given got my Ron Ron juice, got my Ron Ron juice. You know, got my bump it in my hair. You yeah, know. I'm bumpeted, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm browner than a chestnut. So let's go to yes, comma, cabs baby. The cabs are here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see uh, you next week, everyone. See ya.